produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. to another episode of Wookie Radio. Um, it is The Smugglers 3, Derek, Ken, and myself, Mike. And I'm kind of bumming, guys. I wish I was at Celebration. Yeah. <laughs> it's Luckily, though, we get the best seat in the house by watching it, being able to see it on the big screen at home for the major panel. Yeah. And I don't have to deal with the crowds. Yeah. But it, it, having been to 3, it, it's... It's so difficult not wanting to be there. I mean, it's such a, oh, I've been to my local shows. I'm like, and I've not been to my local shows. I'm like, okay, yeah, come go. I'm not San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah, I would love to go, but I don't know if I would feel the same way after going to one. This is like, oh, on the inside, it just drives me nuts that I can't be there. It's if I could only do a convention, attend a convention ever again, and I can't do any others, it'd be celebration all the time. Yeah, given the option, I would be there also, but so that's okay because StarWars.com is giving us a look into it somewhat. Yeah, yeah, and and it was one of those on my way to work, uh, I hit traffic light. I'm like, oh, it's 12 o'clock. I started the episode nine panel. I listened to it the whole way through. It, it's, oh, it, I wish I was there to feel the vibe more, but I, I still feel I got a sense of it. Um, I mean, so much so, it's like, to, to turn around and say, hey, go check out the website and all our affiliates is great. But to finally, but this would have been a great year for us to meet our partners at Heroes and Villains, who also do Found Me. And of course, go to the, hit those pictures on our site, enter the code smugglers, you get 15% off your first purchase. Um, but to meet them in person, and, and really go, hey, here's our garb. Where's your, we're wearing it here because mm-hmm. this is what we do for you guys. Um, I mean, I, I don't know about you guys. If y'all have had it happen, I got people ask me. I, I work for Disney. I got other cast members. They see my back. Where'd you get that? I got it from Heroes and Villains. Here's their website. Hey, use this code. I mean, it, it, they're talking points. Um, this is frustrating me, too, with Loot Crate. Where's the boxes? Yeah. Where's our track? Now, did, the, did the early people start to get theirs yet? Because supposedly they were shipping them out that week like two weeks ago no they're shipping they were shipping out this week oh okay it, um according to their status thing they were shipping between the 5th and the 15th um check which would actually um that would make sense if they're trying to keep a secret what's in the box till after celebration which i think that's so they can sell more at celebration well no that way you can still sell it as a blind box at celebration because no one knows what's in it until someone there opens it up (laughs) okay how about this one ready according to and, and i'm not happy about this star wars indoor rebel crate if you ordered from december 18 2018 through february 28th which was the original promotion. 
Estimated shipping is now April 25th through 30th. Could it be that um, Heroes of Villains was running behind? No. My suspicion is because the next one, March 1st through March 31st, on time, which is probably going to be this April 25th through April 30th. Yeah. If you order this month, because they've extended it till the end of this month now, order between April 1st, April 30th, it's on time. I don't think it's Heroes and Villains or BioWorld being behind. I think they're trying to maximize their shipping, and I'm, I think we talked about this on We on Weeby Geeks. Yeah. We don't think they're selling. If they had to go and add yet another month to it, I don't think they're selling it the way they thought they were, thought they were going to. Loot Crate in general is not selling like they used to. No. Part of that is just, did you ever get Loot Crate? I did not get the normal one. I've gotten the, uh, I got Zoe, a, a Wizarding World, and I got um, Marvel Gear and Goods for myself. And those came yeah, fine. Those yeah. were fine. Well, the regular, originally, when they first came out, I had the original crate for like a year, and I still have five or six boxes here of stuff that's just sitting in the box because it was just stuff that I don't use. Yeah. There, it's cool stuff, but it's it just, it was not stuff that I actually would use in everyday life. Right. See, th- that's this the problem with it. Stuff in this, I'll use this hoodie. Without a doubt, I'll wear this hoodie around. I'll be wearing it around the house because we like <laughs> the family likes keeping it cold in this house at night, even during the summer. Yeah. Um, but they're saying now on the site, if you order by April 30th, the craze going to end. And the the crate's going to ship in May. Yeah. This is insane. Almost. That actually makes sense. If you buy it in April, you get it the next month. Right. But we or, we ordered in March. We should begin yeah. now. The folks the folks who ordered between December and February when the original was done should have already gotten their crates. And now they're being told oh, they're yeah. not getting it till the end of April. If I was one of those people, I'd be going, I want partial refund because you're late with this. Yeah, I'm still saying I think what it is because it seems convenient that they're shipping between the 5th and the 15th and Celebration is the 11th through the 14th. They're, they're, so like I said, I think what it is, they don't want people to get them at home before the people of Celebration get a chance to get them because they, they can't sell it as a blind box if everybody knows what's in it. If no yeah, one knows the, what's in it, they'll sell more. They're not shipping until the 25th. Yeah. Now, it got moved After from the, the Celebration. It got moved from 5th to the 15th and now to 25th to the 30th. Yeah. And, and I don't even like know. Like I said, that's after Celebration. Are they even at Celebration? You said last week they were. No, Heroes Villains are. Oh. Not Loot Crate. I don't know about Loot Crate. I'm checking the exhibitors list now. Uh, While I'm doing that, let's go ahead and jump into uh, Celebration. Oh, yeah. Well, if anybody else didn't get a chance to see it, like at this point, if you're listening to our show, you've probably seen this trailer at least 500 times. Yeah. I saw it this afternoon, and I've already seen it like seven or eight times. <laughs> so, uh, but the panel was awesome because the live feed starts up just like we've expected for the, all the other ones. You get 20 minutes of music, and then it didn't go to the Star Wars um, live, Star Wars show live stage. It went straight to this panel stage, and it, the panel was actually hosted by Stephen Colbert, which is interesting. Yes. Yeah, that, so, that, was, that was very much a surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the, the, for the re- first panel's always been interesting. Like that. You never know who they're going to bring in. For the record, uh, Loot Crate is n- not on the exhibitors list. Okay, now it doesn't make any sense at all then. Tell me about it. So I don't know. This box better be really, really good. That's all I know. Oh, I have no, I have no problems trusting the stuff from Heroes and Villains. Look at the stuff we got. I'm just, I'm having issues with um, Luke Crate on Luke this Crate. at this point. Yeah, what are you gonna do? This is true. Just wait longer. Yeah. <sighs> 
It's it is. Tr- so, it's, it's trying my yeah. patience. That's what it is. Well, we started back to the panel there. They um, started off. Steven comes out, gives his monologue, and then he it brings out JJ and Kathleen Kennedy talking about it and uh, talking how much they can't say about the, the movie, which is interesting because you could say you could tell that they had given Steven the questions to ask and they dodged every one of them. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why don't you give him questions that you can answer? They, they, so, they felonied good. Yeah. Well, hey, Dave is working up there really good. He works with them hand in hand. So I, I guarantee he's taught them how to um, dip, dive, dodge, duck. <laughs> he says, whatever you do, don't take questions from little kids. <laughs> it's a lot harder to dodge those ones. <laughs> yep. Speaking of which, we will be seeing him later on in the show, later on on Celebration, because they have a Clone Wars panel, which I hope they uh, live stream. Probably not, but it would be awesome. But we get JJ and Kathleen out, and from there they bring out C-3PO and R2-D2, Anthony Daniels and one of the robotic R2-D2s, which was cool. Yeah. And um, Anthony comes out, and I saw him on this, and I saw him on the Star Wars show stage later on during the live stream, and he's eating up every bit of scenery he can find. This guy, he is a straight showman the entire time, you can tell. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, on the Star Wars show set, uh, Anthony Carboni was trying to ask him questions, and eventually just tosses the cards because Anthony's or Anthony Daniels is going off on his own and doing whatever he wants to talk about anyway. <laughs> so he got rid of the card. Carboni just got rid of the cards and was laughing at him. Said, "Go for it, whatever you want to talk about, man." <laughs> but um, and uh, the, there was something cool because I guess uh, tomorrow morning. Now we're recording this Friday night. Tomorrow morning at eleven thirty, I guess Anthony Daniels is they're announcing the name of his memoirs book that he wrote. That he wrote, and I guess the oh. title of the book that he wanted that the editors and everybody at DK Books said no one will get it. No one will understand it. His original idea for Anthony Daniels wanted to call his Star Wars memoirs book, Don't Tell Me the Odds. No, Tell mm-hmm. Me the Odds. Oh, no. It was, yeah, it was Tell Me the Odds. <laughs> and it, according to them, no one would understand. It would go right over everybody's heads. It's like, wait a minute. Star Wars fans will get that in a heartbeat. <laughs> but I guess they're going for like a wide audience or something with it. Yeah. So, but um, after that, we bring out Billy D. Williams, who is still just as smooth as he ever was. And, uh, the, but, did you, uh, dancing. but did you notice yeah. he, he's using a cane yeah he well he's been using a cane for a long time mm. which but is, it's interesting because huh he shouldn't have been which is why he shouldn't have been dancing on dancing in with the stars yeah well the cool thing one of the major questions i remember they asked him was the um steve colbert asked him how hard was it to find lando again after all these years to come back and was it difficult to find the find that character still and it, his being mr smooth he talked about Dude, lando's always been with me he's never gone anywhere yeah <laughs> so he had no problem stepping back into Lando's shoes and from there they bring out the the rest of the cast which was um, all the new generation people with um, Daisy Ridley John Boyega Oscar Isaac uh, Kelly Marie Tran which got the biggest ovation out of anybody in the place good and, I mean she had a standing ovation for like five minutes just for her that's which good is to awesome. hear I'm glad exactly because we've covered yeah. here all the stuff over the la- all the crap that she's had to deal with and um, pointed out how it's a very very vocal minority and you see when you go to like celebration what the majority really feels you know Good. what you know what it's one of those take that vocal minority that's right so yeah you know all those um the internet trolls that are hiding in their mom's basements did not go to celebration because they just couldn't get out of the basement yeah so um but then yona suotomo was out there and um the newest member of the cast naomi aki and we do end up finding out who her character is and i actually have the name right here give me half a second there we go yeah 
Yeah, and we have a picture of her. Now, that's interesting because during the panel, we see a new alien. We meet Jana, pictures of them. But all the pictures that I'm seeing on the tr- on this panel remind me, wait a minute. Remember that poster about last week or two weeks ago that we shot down that it was, um, there's no way this thing's real. There's too many little things in it. Just about everything on that poster, we saw pictures of today. That may actually be a real poster. Remember which one I'm talking about? Yeah. We had a roundtable discussion. I remember. Just about everything on that poster was actually in that panel today, either as a still or in the trailer, which is very, very interesting. Very interesting yes. indeed. And the cool thing was when we see the the um, new alien guy, um, it's Clack or something like that. But um, when you see him, you see he's standing there with Snap Wexley, which is awesome to see Greg Grunberg back in this. Mm. Um, then that was most of the stuff on the panel, but then we get to see the trailer and the na- and, the, and it's cool because right. we don't hear, get the name of the movie until the end of the trailer. Then you get the full name of the movie. Right. Well, let's let's do go back and, and touch on um, that new character, that new creature we saw. We were told was brought by Chewbacca to help. He was a friend of Chewbacca's. Um, John Boyega had talked about the the relationships and that it was a love. Pentagon. Yeah. Um, they, well, they played a lot. They played, played around with a lot of the um, a lot of the possible r- love stuff in this. Yeah. And then they also, uh, Daisy Ridley, which happy birthday to you, because on the day of the panel, it was her birthday. Yes. Um, the entire crowd, the entire yeah. arena saying happy birthday to her on their own. <laughs> Colbert asked her about the lightsaber and she said, well, it's not as broken as you think. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we see it in in the mood in the teaser um but abrams also confirmed too that this one does take place it's not right away like the last two it is yeah, a little further down after. The road. yeah they said it was sometime after they he would not lock it down correct which is just jj's normal ducking and dodging again yeah but the last rumors we heard was about 10 years yeah. so who knows if that's going to be accurate or not. i'm trying to see what else major ones was in the panel here um that's trailer information i'm just flipping through some of the headlines we have here of anything that was actually from the panel. Because we'll get to the the trailer's going to take us a minute to go through, but two minutes, it's a two minute trailer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. about a minute and a half of that is one scene. Then you get the last, this is what they've done with the last couple of movies. The first teaser you get, you get a long scene at the very beginning. And then like the last 30 seconds, they put 57 different shots in. So we'll get to that here in just a second. Um, ah, wait, here we go. Ah, that's the one I missed. Okay. Yeah. StarWars.com is going to help us out with this a little bit because they have the 10 things we learned from the tra- from the panel. Uh, you get the official name of the movie, which um, is The Rise of Skywalker. So yep. what, what do you guys think on that one? What do you think of it? Very interesting I, title. I am excited for the movie. I love the trailer. Um, the title, I, I'm not one over on yet. It depends on what it's implying. Yeah. yeah, because it's cool. Yeah, go ahead. Who's the sky? Who's the Skywalker? Exactly. Exactly. That's the question. And, and then, and then it comes down to first time I saw the trailer, which of course I found odd with the panel. Years passed when it came time to show the trailer or the teaser. They've cut the feed and they don't show it. Here they yeah. cut right to it. I'm like, oh, okay. And then they showed it again, and this time, the, when they showed it the second time, you're you're seeing a camera shot of the screen. Yeah. First time I saw it, 
I assumed that was Mark Hamill's voice narrating most of the trailer. The beginning of it, yeah, it was. That was Mark yeah, Hamill until we get to the laugh at the end. When, yeah. when I went to the laugh, when we got to the laugh, the way I heard the laugh initially, I'm like, oh, it's Hamill, and he's bringing a little bit of the Joker into Star Wars. That's what I initially heard. Then, really? yeah, because it almost had a little bit of the, the Joker hackle he does. Then they cut to back to the stage, the the background or the 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 wall behind the seating area is now all red, and there's Ian McDermott. Mm-hmm. And he takes the applause, goes to say say something. There's more applause, and then he goes, "Roll it again." I know that was it not a best emperor. Yeah. I know that was not my best emperor voice either. But hearing it the second time, I'm, I'm like, okay, this is total emperor. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So it it now has thrown the question out there on the internet, Skywalker. We know the name comes through Shimi, but could Pal? I mean, would Palpatine be considered? If he's alive or one of his clones, would he be considered no. a Skywalker no. through a proxy? Well, but, the, but, the, but the other theory I heard, too, was Skywalker is now a new name of a Jedi clan. I'm like, OK, that's far fetched. But the, th- the the theory is that the, that the Emperor Darth Sidious was the one who impregnated me. Right. Well, yeah, actually, the, if you go with the Darth Plagueis novel, he actually manipulated the midichlorians to, do, to take care of that. He didn't physically do it. Right, right. right. Maybe he did. You don't know. Well, he could have gone down bottle of wine, you know. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm just saying, you know, we all have needs. <laughs> well, let's go through the rest of this panel real quick, and then we'll actually go deeper into the trailer itself. Then <laughs> maybe we'll talk about needs if we have time at the end of the show. <laughs> There's your Patreon I stuff. <laughs> the after show. <laughs> well, we we know. Uh, anyway, okay, what, what we're discussing, we're reworking the Patreon, where we're gonna have some exclusive content on the show, and with Weeby Geeks, it's gonna be the typical after dark because it will be uncensored. Which you ready for that one, Derek? Most of this might be uncensored, no matter what. <laughs> um, I can handle it. <laughs> Wookie Radio will be, I guess, the after show probably and then now we'll we'll figure we'll figure out whatever with uh mighty marvel geeks but anyway continuing on sorry well what i had on this title though the rise of skywalker the way they actually word that what's the chance that skywalker maybe if i don't know if it's a jedi clan but maybe that's not specifically talking about a person Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna i'm i'm not ready to say that's what they're calling jedi now no but i am willing to believe that possibly it's not a person per se Mm. because this is the last of the Skywalker saga. Right. The end of it. Right. Which means that it should be no, well, there may or may not be more Skywalkers after this, but the rest of the movies are not going to be about Skywalkers. Right. So that also, but that also leads me to think that um, they wouldn't call like what Jedi are now, they wouldn't call them Skywalker because they're trying to move away from the Skywalker saga. I still stand by my theory and I 
get laughed at. And I, I got laughed at at work about it as well today when people were, we were talking about Last Jedi and, and how far-fetched things were. I'm still thinking Luke is still alive. He was a force projection on Ox 2. When, when Ray left, he was still a force projection. He, he was then, I guess, still somewhat there, but also a force projection to Crate because we see him change from old man Jedi to kind of younger Jedi when he faces off with Kylo. And then after all that, he, he fades from both locations. But why yeah. would he why would he still be force projecting on Octo if there's nobody around to see him? Yeah, he would be um I think that was physically him on Octo or Octo. Because remember you see his X Wing crashed in the ocean. I think so. Right. Doesn't mean that he wasn't res- rescued later. Because at what point was he on Octo for the X Wing to be there? Went. But also, why would he be force projecting there? He didn't want to um talk to Ray. Now if he wanted to talk to Ray and he knew he had to be there for that, I could see him force projecting and being there. But if he didn't right. have to be there and didn't if he didn't want to meet her why would he be um force rejecting to make sure he did right i i'm not saying it's I'm not saying this is what it is. I said this is my theory. And, yeah. And personally, I think he's still at the temple. Well, back on Yavin? Yeah. Or wherever they, or they wherever never, his... They never actually said that, yeah. They never said it was actually on Yavin. They never said where his temple was. But I'm thinking he's at the temple in hiding there. And that he... That once the threat was gone, he went back and stayed there and couldn't handle the loss and, and just hermited there, but led people to believe he was elsewhere. Because he knew that they were going to come looking for him. I know yeah. it's all. I know it's all yeah, far fetched, but there's a lot of things that don't make sense to me about that. Well, we will find out in about not what nine months now. Yeah. So, well, let's run through the rest of this panel real quick so we can get to the trailer. Um, the second thing they basically said was what we've already, or what we already know is that the filmmakers continue to work on the film. They're still, it's not done. They're still doing the editing and stuff. They're done filming, but they're still editing, which that we already knew pretty much. Right. Um, we already right. covered that some time, some time has passed between the last Jedi and rise of the rise of Skywalker. Um, and what Abrams actually said was what I'll say is in this movie, this is an adventure that the group goes on together one of the great things about the movie and getting to work on it was the dynamic between the characters they're just the most wonderful together they're just the most wonderful together and that's what i'm excited to um for you all to see uh next up they talked about how he likes loves the real world feel and how it was important to jj me because he actually filmed on location everywhere possible so you actually had physical locations and he actually says here we tried to keep it as real as possible as physical as possible from places that they filmed in and around England, they went down to Jordan and filmed down there for um, yep. I think they said like two weeks or so, something like that, twenty something days, something like that. Yeah, uh, they did address Carrie Fisher and how her presence in the film is um, extremely meaningful for everybody that was there. Uh, JJ went as quoted here also. Every day it hits me that she's not here, but it's also surreal because we're working with her still in the film. Princess Leia lives in this film in some ways that are really mind blowing to me, and he did confirmed that all of the shots we have of Leia pretty much are stuff that was cut, full scenes that were cut from The Force Awakens. Right. You know what's crazy is when I was watching the trailer and I saw Leia in the trailer, it didn't even, it didn't like it felt natural. It didn't even like the the thought that she had passed didn't even enter my head. Yeah, I forgot about that. It was just there's Leia, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one is awesome. It says BB BB8 has a new friend. That new droid Dio. It is amazing. It's a cool. It's ba- 
basically a wheel, a wheel with a head hanging over it, and it has it's way even more expressive than BB-8 was. Yeah. What I want to know: How does that thing turn? It's they, a single wheel. They show it turning slightly. No, well, no, this show, he, it rolls around the stage and cha- turns and stuff, and it's stopped dead stop and turns 90 degrees while it's on stage. It's probably, it's probably something in the gyro. It's got to be that, but I'm, I'm wondering, it's like, how do you do it? It's just a straight one-tread wheel. It's not two treads or anything. It is weird. There's, pro- there's probably a servo or something where the head base is. With the balance or something, yeah. Because it's be similar concept as a... It's a unicycle. How would you how would you turn if you're on a unicycle? Do that right. 90 degree uh, turn. You're gonna twist. Black magic. You're it's gonna twist. Magic. There's probably there's probably something within that base, the head base, that, that's gonna f- cause the torque to make the, the arm twist. It's ancient Sith magic. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, next up is who is Jana? And this is actually uh, Naomi Aki actually is um, quoted here. All I can really say is that the original group is going on this epic, epic adventure together and Jana crosses paths with them. And then when Colbert actually asked her point blank, is she Lando's daughter? <laughs> she had one of the coolest dodging questions or answers. She says, listen, Lando's a very charming man, so he could have children all over the universe. <laughs> and, Billy- and speaking of Lando, huh? Billy D. Williams' face glowed so hard. Exactly. He wasn't going to deny it. <laughs> and the next one is one we've already talked about. It was the um, Billy D. says Lando never actually left him. This is his actual quote here. It says, I'm a very lucky person. I didn't expect to be in this little adventure, but I got lucky and ended up working with somebody that I have tremendous regard for, J.J. Abrams. I regard this as a truly high highlight in, in my life. And then, um, um, when he was asked about how he got back into the character, Williams was succinct with the line they drew and it grew a lot of applause. He just said, Lando never left me. He's always been, had Lando with him. Right. Then they were talking to um, John Boyega and he says straight up that Finn has actually finally found his place because John talked a lot about like wardrobe and stuff and how in the first two movies, uh, Finn is still trying to figure out where where's my spot in this? Do, am I going to run and go leave? Am I going to stay? Am I going? All he knows for sure is he's leaving the first order. Well, it says in this one, on this adventure, according to Boyega, he says, I think Finn has found his identity within the resistance. And part of that was the fact that he actually has a costume that feels like it's Finn's costume now. It's not a little bit of Poe and a little bit of whatever he found. Right. He actually has his own clothing now and his own look. Um, they they ask straight up to JJ, will we see Ray employing some new force powers? According to JJ, he says there are some extraordinary things that the character and Daisy did in this movie. That's all he says. They did bring up the stunt team and how the um, the stunt uh, coordinator and the stunt team were able to help them do a whole lot of um, what they're asking about is what they said here. Without saying, yes, there's a bunch of brand new force powers. They, the stunt team was able to come up with ways for them to do some great force stunts. So um, the next one is talking about the standing ovation for Kelly Marie Tran. She got an awesome standing ovation for a good long time. Yeah. And uh, JJ actually said about Kelly or about um, episode eight. He says, I was grateful to Ryan Johnson for so many things in episode eight. The greatest thing for me was casting Kelly Marie Tran. Um, and then Kelly goes on to talk about actually uh, doing the audiobook for Cobalt Squadron, which was the uh, 
the backstory for Rose and her sister Paige. Uh, they went back to Oscar Isaac, asked him straight up. The straight up question is Poe be- a better pilot than Han Solo? <laughs> well, he was kind of diplomatic because he said um, no one can pilot the Millennium Falcon like Han. However, Poe can fly anything. I'm just saying Poe is the better Uber driver. Sure. So the, he learned also from the Dave Filoni of answering without answering. The last thing we got was actually the teaser trailer for, or the teaser poster for the Rise of Skywalker. And it's basically just the logo for the Rise of Skywalker and it says December across the bottom. So that's going to be your theater one sheets for the moment. That's going to stay in there for the next couple of months. So that I was most not, of what happened. I would not mind owning one of those. Yeah. Mm. Well, I want to wait and get the actual um, full art poster. I have the one from The Last Jedi with has Ray holding the lightsaber above her head and stuff. So, but from here, the, as we said before, the lights go down and we get the trailer. And the trailer starts off just like normal with Lucasfilm fading in. And just like the other two prequel or um, sequel trilogy movies, you start with someone breathing really, really heavy. <laughs> and then you see it's Ray standing out on a desert looking off in the distance. And uh, you hear the familiar whine of the um, tie engine as she grabs Luke's old lightsaber, which obviously or it's a new lightsaber. Actually, I think this one's a small newer one because it looks a little bit smaller. The grip in her hand, it doesn't look yeah, quite as long as Anakin's. Well, remember, it's obviously the same style. Remember, too, she she mentions or it was mentioned the old saber broke. Yeah, they had. So if she repaired the new saber, who's to say she didn't adjust the saber for her with her hands with her hand size? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like this. Obviously, she when she rebuilt it, she put her own spin on it a little bit. It still looks like Anakin Skywalker's right. lightsaber, but it's obviously a little bit shorter. Um, looks like it might be a little bit fatter, too. I don't know, but I can't tell much from here. But we do know that we got the blue blade. Now, the interesting thing is uh, it was pointed out. I didn't catch it right away. Did fade out from her looking looking off in the distance um, and at this point do you see the TIE fighter coming? No. Yeah. But you fade to worse and it says every generation has a legend. Now do you guys recognize where that where you've seen that before? It sounded familiar. About 20 years ago the first episode one trailer started or opened up with every le- generation has a legend. Hmm. Talking Because they were talking about the birth of Darth Vader. Right. This one obviously is um, t- probably talking about the Jedi or something. I don't know. But um, then you when that fades out you get a long shot now for a two-minute trailer, you get about 20 seconds of nothing but desert here. Yeah. You hear in the background, yeah. you can hear the type. So they take a lot of time on just this desert flying across. And you see Kylo Ren's TIE fighter flying across the desert. And now, you don't ever actually see that it's Kylo Ren piloting this thing. You just see gloved hands, and you know it's his TIE fighter. But then Rey starts running away from it with the lightsaber as it's coming across the desert at her. And she does this interesting spin flip up and over. Yeah. And you get that. was That was killer. And then yeah. you get this Christmas, which is where what we had from the um, Force Awakens trailer. Um, almost an identical shot of where, ju- the, where it just faded in on the black. Then you get some now I gotta go back and see this it's a planet shrouded in clouds and um, a lot of clouds and mountains but this almost I can't tell that almost looks like a um, uh, A-wing flying in going to a city I, then I we believe it Kylo is Ren. Uh, okay but then you get Kylo Ren in a battle um, with his cl- his red lightsaber with the crossbar uh, fighting was, in a battle what that was so awesome just the way he, he slammed that guy down and 
Yeah. yeah. It the, is. Well, he's obviously not conserving energy because the easier way would have just been to cut, slice the room with the lightsaber. Right. Yeah. What'd you have, Mike? I was going to say, going back to the one shot, it, 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 that, if it's not an A-Wing, it, it's a, another type of shuttlecraft of some sort. Yeah. Which I'm, well, I'm going to lean more towards that if it's if it's the crew. Because remember, the crew, the, the group is on an adventure together. Yeah. Yeah, but they're flying around in the Falcon. Are they? Yeah. We see the shots of it during the um, uh, during the panel. They were running production stills on the thing. You see the whole group standing there outside the Falcon. Yeah, but they're, they may not be on the Falcon all the time. Well, we will find out soon. <laughs> Nine months. <laughs> oh, no. Exactly. Actually, well, I think it's, it's eight months. Yeah, eight months now. Okay. Well, the next shot after the battle shot, you see there's the First Order Stormtroopers in the background, so they're fighting in it somewhere. You see someone reforging Kylo Ren's helmet and actually welding it back together. It's, I don't think it's Kylo because that doesn't look like his hands. No, it's someone with furry hands, so I have no idea who was doing this. Hmm. And that's interesting that, so, that he took it. Obviously, it's not a First Order armor guy or anything. Right. Then you get an Indiana Jones type shot with Poe and um, Finn on a desert planet. And then we get BB-8, and we didn't talk about, the, or we did talk about Dio, the new little friend. Yep. And, uh, dude, what they can do with the head of Dio is amazing. Oh, yeah. And the, <laughs> cool, the radio-controlled one or the remote-controlled one they had on stage, they said they did not have during filming. During filming, they had to do it the way they did BB-8 with all the uh, puppeteers and stuff and having to digitally remove them. Yep. They haven't, they haven't said what kind of droid he is, have they? No. no. We just know he's working with BB-8. He's a new droid. That's it. And then the next yeah, shot... What is functions? Oh, I don't know. Mm. Anyway... Well, the next shot, we get the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon, with yeah. um, which actually this could support your possible idea, Mike, of them not being on the ship because you have they're flying through hyperspace and you see Chewbacca in the back of a very, very sexy Lando Calrissian. Then you flip around <laughs> and see him flying the Falcon again. And I did see one of the coolest memes that it was just kind of a little meme. meme and you see um, the first picture was Donald Glover telling Han, hey, I will I'll get my ship back from you. And you see... Um, Han from Solo saying over my dead body. Then you see the shot of Lando flying this all grinning and laughing. Yeah. <laughs> when I saw, soon. Just seeing Lando grinning and laughing, just, I don't know why, it just it just made me so happy to see that. Yeah. It, it just, is interesting though that it looks like he's, he is wearing, like we saw in that poster, the same the same costume he was wearing in Solo when it was Donald Glover. Yeah, yeah it looks like that. Interesting. So, and then it says so the saga comes to an end, and then the rest the next one looks like it's a race of some sort it could be a, maybe they bring back pod racing or something you get four or five ships and then you see it looks almost like a more of a pirate ship style with um poe and finn and 3po in a battle so that could be part of the race or it could be something totally separate don't know see i i kind of was thinking there may be ties to um Empress nest potentially whatever's left of her cell yeah maybe are you guys um flipping through this as we're as i'm talking it yeah i'm watching yeah. slow motion okay um look at the ship that's getting shot down right after that shot you got to kind of pause and look i think that's the ship we actually saw flying into that planet that's not an a-wing but it's a, some kind of a shuttle or something like you were saying right. Mike. yeah you see what i'm talking about yeah if you look at that from behind that looks like it may be the same ship the next one is really interesting because we see and it looks like this may be leia what is that is, up? that is an a-wing that's an a-wing you sure it's definitely an a-wing the one that's getting shot down oh yeah, yeah. okay if you watch it in slow motion you can see it that is definitely Definitely an A-wing. Okay. Well, the next shot is real quick, and it's and it looks like it's Leia, Carrie Fisher's hands, holding a gold piece of something. Do you guys know what that is? Do you recognize it? It's, it's the metal. Metal. 
That's the metal from the oven ceremony <laughs> in episode four. Yeah, it's the Chewy. It's Chewy's metal that he never got. <laughs> She's finally bringing it to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Finally. I'm assuming she picked it up off the Falcon or something, but um, it is the same metal from there. Uh, then you get a shot of Hans Leia metal. and huh? It's probably Han's metal. That's what I'm thinking. It is. She probably got it off the Falcon, or she he left it with her or something. Yeah. Uh, then you get Leia and Ray hugging. Uh, then you get a shot in the, some bit field with our main cast of characters, obviously. You have uh, Finn, Poe, Ray, 3PO, BB-8, Dio, and Chewbacca bringing up in the background. Uh, the other interesting thing, going back one second, is when you see Leia hugging Ray, and then they, they switch to Ray's, you see Ray's face. She's actually crying. Yeah. Yeah. So the question is, what is she crying about? Well, I think at the time that was shot, she was probably crying over Solo. That's what I'm thinking. Because you see um, Leia's wearing the vest, her general's vest and shirt from... Um, um, they we saw in episode seven. So then that would be a flashback scene. Well, possibly, or they, she's just back in it. They're using it for this movie now. They're and obviously it's something else that they're crying about or something. And, and, and who's well, to say hey. again? She could be back in her general outfit. Yeah. What was that, Derek? Well, that's what I'm saying. So it's either a flashback to that scene or there's something else that she's crying yeah, about. Now. Right. I, I guess my comment was probably the original scene that they're lifting it from. She was cry- probably crying over Han passing away. Yeah. But now it's going to be something right. different. The next shot is the big, one of the biggest reveals, which until the third or fourth time of me viewing it, I didn't realize what this was. Yeah. If you look, they're walking across the field with them. Then you get the reverse shot of looking at what they're looking at. They're looking across an ocean. at It looks almost like a mountain here or something. But can you guys tell what that actually is? Yeah, it's a oh, Death I Star. It is. Ruins. Yeah. That's the ruins of a Death Star. Now, where is this at? This does not look like Yavin, and it does not look like Endor. Okay. Well, that's the thing. Here, here, go ahead, Derek. I want to see if we're going the same direction. No, you go ahead. That's all I was going to say. It, it's, it's not. Maybe it is Endor because where the shield generator was was the forest moon of Endor. Yeah. Well, that, that's what I was thinking also possibly with Yavin, we only actually see where the Endor. What was that, Derek? So I talked Mike about saying, one. Mike saying it's actually Endor. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to the moon where the where the uh, shield was. And, but everyone associates the moon as Endor. Right. Yeah. Well, also, you got to think Yavin 4, that means there's other moons there also. This could be somewhere else, right. one of the other moons. Or this could be on Yavin 4, but we only saw where the temples were at in the jungle. Right. Depending on the size of the moon, so basically it may could have be other places. <laughs> right. So so there, there's there's a possibility for either of those. Mm-hmm. And actually so that could brings be up the second Death Star. Yeah. Well if it is the second Death Star, it kinda helps with the um next thing we get on here because I believe that's the last main uh, shot ruins. Yep. And then you get it black and you just hear the cackling laughter of the Emperor. Yeah. I actually let out a gasp when I when I was watching it the first time and I heard that. Mm-hmm. I was like <gasps> <laughs> and the whole time you get Luke Skywalker's commentary over the whole thing until the end. Um, now, my idea thing is, though, if that is the second Death Star, what's the chances that the Emperor didn't die when he fell down the shaft and got away and crash landed somewhere like and he's been living on Endor for 30 years or whatever it is? Given how powerful the Emperor is, I would say it's it's a possibility. I mean, we saw, we've seen Sith Lords.
Lords or not Sith Lords always, but Sith um, Sith survive being cut in half. We've seen him do a whole lot of crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. So right. there's there's a chance the Emperor did not die on the Death Star. Now, yes, it, it old the old EU, the Emperor definitely died because um, they went with the whole idea that the Emperor was somewhat controlling the Empire in general. Because when he died, it seemed like the Empire lost their morale and they couldn't and their way the way they fought and everything else. And they attributed it to the Emperor's dark side manipulations. But that's all in the old EU. That's not what in current canon. So it'll be interesting to see where this goes. There's a and lot it, of questions this brings up, and in good ways. Well, and of course there's. Always the Emperor's clones too. Exactly. I was going. I was about to head there, which was also old EU. And remember, Disney mm-hmm. has said the old EU parts of it will be making comebacks. Mm-hmm. Well, right, we've already seen it. Canon. We've talked about that a lot. We've talked about that a lot. They, we have seen it all throughout Rebels and um, everywhere else. And right. between Clone Wars and Rebels and Resistance, we've seen all kinds of EU stuff be brought in. So that was the end of that panel. And there, and then the rest of the day on the Disney um, or the. Star Wars show live stage on the streaming app, they had basically everybody from that panel had come through and um, did interviews on the stage, basically reiterating a lot of what we had already. So there was nothing new really off of that. But we did get another major news, which was actually the day before Celebrations panel started. Oh boy, did we. Now this oh is... Boy. <laughs> this is Star Wars related, but it also encompasses so much more than just Star Wars. And uh, basically, yesterday, right? Yeah, well, technically it would have been the day before yesterday now because it's midnight but uh anyway <laughs> the uh the Walt Disney Company held an investors event and they uh they they uh, announced some details and features about Disney Plus the upcoming streaming service details that we've been waiting for for a very long time so basically, it's going to be released in the United States on November 12th of 2019. It will cost $6.99 a month or $69.99 a year. Which comes out to five eighty four a month. Which is around the pricing that Mike and I were talking about on Weeby Geeks the other night. Yeah. Um, we were saying they said they wanted to be competitive, so we figured they'd have to be around that price to be competitive. Being competitive, and, uh, Netflix, I wonder if this is going to, because Netflix just announced raising their prices to like $13 a month for the base package. I wonder if they're going to re- possibly rethink this soon, because Disney Plus will have probably almost as much stuff on it as Netflix. By the way, I did read today that as soon as this announcement was made about the Disney Plus, uh, Netflix's stock shot down. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and Netflix was even, had been rumored of saying part of the reason for the price increase is they're trying to milk as much as they can before they crash when everything else mm-hmm. drops. Yeah. So, here's some other details. Uh, subscribers will also be able to set up individual profile kind of like on netflix and such um for those in the home and parental controls will automatically be set up for a child's account um and they they have some pictures of what the service will look like and uh it looks pretty good it looks it looks, uh, it looks pretty easy to maneuver through mm-hmm. and uh there's going to be five different areas for disney's franchises that means there'll be a Disney proper, uh, a section just for Pixar, a section just for Marvel, 
Marvel, a section just for Star Wars, and a section for the newly acquired National Geographic, which is pretty cool. Um, it will even have recommendations at the top of the, the screen. So, yeah, that actually, that is pretty sweet. So if you want to just see Star Wars, you can go right to Star Wars. You want to, hey, let's see what National Geographic has. All right, go right there. Yeah. The cool thing is, if you if you look at this interface, uh, they said it looks a um, little like Netflix, but I use Fire, T- Fire Stick. This is all my, almost identical to the Fire Stick interface. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah. Cool. It looks very, uh, very clean and very easy to maneuver. Um, not confusing at all. I like it, especially if you're used to other services and such. Mm-hmm. Now, the good news for us Star Wars fans is it has been confirmed that The Mandalorian, the first ever live action Star Wars TV show, will be launching at release date. So on November 12th, when you boot up the, the streaming service, you can watch The Mandalorian right from the get go. That's pretty sweet. Um, that, that, and the, uh, the Cassian Andor series we've heard about that we've talked about before are going to be run and executive produced by Stephen Schiff of the Americans. Um, as far as outside the United States, there's no specific dates given, but it looks like, uh, they could be getting out to the rest of the world by the end of possibly by the end of March next year at the latest. So we might see, we've seen not only that, but we have seen a lot of announcements that have confirmed some of the other things we've known, like some of the... Um, Marvel shows have been confirmed that have been rumored. Those have finally been confirmed. Um, we do know that all of the Star Wars movies will be on the streaming service. Uh, we also know that all of the Disney films will be on the streaming service, including those in the vault, which is very interesting. Now, in addition to the Mandalorian, as I mentioned, uh, we also know we also have confirmed confirmation of another question that we had in regards to the Cassian Andor series. And that is, what about K2SO? Well, good news, fans. Alan Tudyk will be reprising his role as K2SO in the Cassian Andor live action series. So everything we were hoping for is coming to fruition. That is awesome. I'm very happy about that. <coughs> now, there's no, uh, they still don't have an actual release date yet for the Cassian Andor series. Um, but it is set to go into production this year and will probably premiere in 2021. Yep. But more, more K2SO? Yes, please. Yeah, yeah. That's that that right there. I mean, I was already going to watch the series anyway, but that really sold it to me. Yeah. Yeah, I as I mentioned over on Weeby Geeks, yeah, they're without a doubt, this is something to get into, and it's something I will be getting, so. Oh, no question. Yeah. Well, the cool thing as I was telling Vicky was I prefer the services that give you a way um, for buying a year at a time. Yeah. Because it's a lot easier to just come up with, okay, once it, like in December, I have, or this case will be November, I got to come up with 70 bucks once. That's it. Don't have to worry about it then for the rest of the year. Instead yeah. of adding all these monthly payments all together. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, Hulu doesn't offer that. Netflix doesn't offer that. Yeah. Mm. Um, Amazon does. DC, and- Universal, or DC Universe Online does. 
Yeah, I know there's a few others. Mm-hmm. Uh, WWE Network, I think you can do it that way if you want. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think that might be the that might be becoming the new standard to do it that way. Yeah. yeah. So I'm more inclined to do it if I have to pay just one lump sum. I mean, Marvel Unlimited mm-hmm. for the comic side offers you a year deal. Mm-hmm. So if you get a discount for going for a year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, moving right along, uh, a couple other panels today. Uh, well, hang on. There was one other thing that I don't I don't think you caught on right away. They did. Disney has confirmed the entire Star Wars saga. Every picture or everything from Star Wars will be available by 2020 on here. Yeah. By next year. Yeah. I mentioned that. <laughs> oh, you did. OK, sorry. Yeah. I told, somehow I missed that. Um, <laughs> although you can go to DisneyPlus.com and there's actually a countdown ticker for when this launches. Yes. And you can actually sign up for emails and they will tell you when you can actually sign up for it. I'm already signed up for emails. I kind of like others at work. We kind of got some other hopes there. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk about that off air. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, now, Hasbro, which seemed early that they were having it so early in the week, uh, considering yesterday was kind of a, or Thursday was kind of a preview day. Um, Friday, uh, they did their panel. And with their panel, they talked about the different figures or different stuff that they're putting out. Um, this was almost like their first first half of the state of the state of Hasbro address. Their next one will be at San Diego Comic-Con, typically. And then sometimes they do one at New York Comic Con so they do it throughout the year um, later in 2019 Hasbro will be unveiling a new lightsaber line um, people will be able to train on an app based system featuring five masters of the force including Rey Vader Yoda Ren and Luke's or Kylo and Luke Skywalker you can monitor your own training or challenge a friend to a duel and we talked about this briefly um, they also acknowledge um, that the first fan poll winner for the Black Series will be Luke Skywalker Dagobah. Um, The next wave will be this summer. Some of the notes... After seeing the packaged images, Triple Zero has alternate hands featuring murder hands, and BT1 has alternative side panels. And these go, <laughs> oh, I need to sign up for Plus now. These go on, <laughs> these go on sale for pre-sale on Pulse uh, Saturday the 14th. So as this airs, it's gone on sale. Also, too, Walgreens will have the exclusive Clone Commander Obi Wan Kenobi, which means we'll have him in his armor. Um, uh, vintage collection. The, this is was the first time we saw official images of the newest wave. They also got to. These will also be available this summer and pre-order on Pulse on Saturday the fourteenth. We got a good look at the Skiff Guard pack. Which is only appropriate that those are coming out since the the actual Jabba's Palace barge has been released. So they're they're definitely aiding those who have that. Plus, there's a actual skiff coming out as well that this will go great with as well. Uh, these will be in one pack, but on individual card backs. Uh, fun fact: the Vedian card back required Hasbro to digitally remove Lando's hand from the image and digitally recreate the hand. Really. Yeah. Uh, Reveals. It was leaked on some other sites, but Hasbro showed us the official images of the Amazon exclusive Emperor Palpatine. He will include alternate hands and three alternate... Okay, this doesn't sound right. He will include alternate hands and three alternate hands. 
I'm thinking alternate heads. Maybe, yeah. And three alternate you a, hands. Maybe you get a sheave head and then one of the emperor. <laughs> maybe. No. Um, uh, let's see. Also, next up was a series of Galaxy Edge exclusives coming this spring. To since they'll come in the spring, they'll be they'll be out in time for the opening of Galaxy's Edge in California. But we will also start getting those probably here in Florida at the same time or around the same time. A previously leaked Kylo Ren, a Commander Pyre, Mountain Trooper, and and Mouse Droid was was the first reveal, which we talked about that briefly during the uh, is something that was coming for Galaxy's Edge anyway. Yeah, that's the one we were wondering if it was Galaxy's Edge if that was going to be Episode Nine. It's mm-hmm. Galaxy's Edge at this point. Uh, also, the droid pack featuring R2-D2, C-3PO with movable elbow joints and proper size thighs, BB-8 <laughs> with new weathering, and DJ Rex, a.k.a. Rex, your original Star Tours pilot. Uh, lastly, we saw a hero pack featuring Ray in Jedi training with photo real paint, Chewbacca, Porgs with new deco, and Hondo from Rebels and Clone Wars with a new costume. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, the San Diego... It looks, like, it looks like the old Hondo for um, that's going to be at Galaxy's Edge. It's old yeah. man Hondo. Yeah. Um, I, I love the I love the this pack with the... Of course, this is all for Porgs, or all for Galaxy's Edge. I these that have the porgs, I I definitely foresee having to get those for Zoe. <laughs> but I, I mean, these porgs are cool too. You don't, um, I mean, these are totally different are from saying, what she has. Are you saying she likes to play with her food? Yeah, she does. Oh, and I loved Jonas's comment about what do porgs taste like? Because they're best fried. <laughs> <laughs> um, to continue on with the San Diego San Diego Comic Con exclusives, uh, there'll be a lot of Kenner love. Uh, a prototype colors Darth Vader based off his Kenner mold on a Kenner card back with pop art graphic. Uh, next up is a Boba Fett six inch with the classic Kenner colors. Which, oh, I was so much love to get that. But it's San Diego Comic Con exclusive, so guess what? Expect two hundred bucks on eBay. Yeah, Unless, or just find it a hot topic the next week, or or wait for it to appear on Hasbro or on their site for the right price. Uh, lastly, a vintage collection Luke Skywalker three-pack featuring Luke, Stormtrooper, Jedi, and X-Wing pilot. These will come in a special action figure set pack featuring chrome packaging. Uh, all the exclusives will be available at several other conventions, including Fan Expo in Canada, uh, ACG Hong Kong, Comic-Con Madrid, London MCM Comic-Con, Asia Comic-Con, Malaysia, and Unboxing Con in Mexico, to name a few. Uh, also, too, we get a look at the upcoming Luke Skywalker X-Wing fighter pilot helmet, uh, which features a fully padded interior, adjustable chin strap, and mouthpiece, and surround, and surround sounds. It also features sounds from the desktop are in Hoth battles. It will also project red or and green lights synced with explosion sounds. So, uh, there were a few questions. Um, there was no indication when the next HasLab announcement will be or what it will be in terms of medium. There are no plans that Hasbro is ready to share regarding the Legends line, upcoming figures from the original trilogy, or potential Cantina aliens. Uh, lastly, we got, uh, there's a, you get to, they, they did a look at the concept prototype lightsaber 
um, which everyone is referring to as the mist saber. What it what it looks like is a high powered flashlight projecting into a beam of liquid guided mist. Essential essential appears to function like a true lightsaber projecting from the hilt. We saw a functioning prototype, but we're not allowed to take photos. Um, and this was Rebel Scum that I'm reading this recap from. We also saw a rough test video featuring both a Ray and Kylo Ren lightsaber. In concept, they appear pretty cool, but we know nothing about the technology, functionality, or cost. So, that's pretty much that from Hasbro. Um, they also showed uh, the um, the packaging for Rise of the Skywalker. Uh, a lot of red in it with Kylo and his new helmet. Uh, and in the in the background, it's going to be yellow with the First Order logo in it. Yeah. So kind of makes sense since um, he's the last Skywalker that we know of and the movie's got his name on it then. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty much that. Oh, and Lego also revealed um, and this is a gorgeous piece. Uh, so 1,768 pieces will be going for $199. If you're a Lego VIP, you can pre-order it on May 3rd. If not, you wait until May 4th. And we are talking the Tantive 5 will be available. Uh, it will measure over five feet long or five feet yeah five feet high wait five inches high five inches <laughs> sorry my, it's been a long day my eyes are blurred five inches high 1700 pieces of, yeah 1700 pieces we made way um yeah. nowhere near five feet yet <laughs> i'm thinking duplo <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i want to see a duplo star wars line i would love to see a duplo star wars line i i wish they had it when zoe was into duplos um anyway five inches high 24 inches long and seven inches wide and this thing's gorgeous wow. this is absolutely yeah. gorgeous it's a gorgeous piece and it looks like with what they show, you can almost pick it up and it's almost like there's a carry handle built into it. Yeah. Like the radar dish, you just you know, grab it and carry for flight, which is kind of bold on my, <laughs> my end because I would be afraid I'd drop it. Uh, so, it comes with many figures too. Yeah. You get Bale and Leia at the same time, mm. which you never saw them on, on screen at the same time. Yeah. So, uh, other than that, that's going to be it for for the initial wrap up of celebration. We're going to have more next week. What was that, Derek? I said, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, oh, the next three days are going to be huge. We got the Galaxy's oh, Edge panel tomorrow. Uh, I believe Marvel still has their panel coming. We have the Clone Wars panel. We have a Resistance panel. Uh, we have the twenty years of Episode One, and we have the Mandalorian still. Yeah, and the big reveal tomorrow. I believe t- Saturday big reveal. Also, is EA's Rise of the Jedi or Fall of yep. the Jedi? What is that one? Fall of the Jedi, something like that. The, the new game that's coming from EA. Yeah. Uh, so there's uh, still a lot of stuff fallen, coming. We may have Fallen Jedi. Or? Fallen, I think it's Fallen Jedi Order. Okay. That's what it was. But it's like, I think we may have two or three weeks worth of um, stuff to unpack after this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no kidding. <laughs> so um, other than that, any final thoughts in a quick manner? I need to get exhausted now. <laughs> yeah. That was only one day. Try Imagine if you were actually there, which, which one day no. we will invade celebration. Um, I'll think about it this way, too. Out of the investors meeting, Iger has announced that the movies are going on hiatus for a while. Mm. Which, which 
which is fine. Let's let yeah. Disney Plus do their thing. That's where we're going to still get the franchise alive. Let people process what happens with Rise of Skywalker. Let that run its course. And then you have a chance to start anew with the with the sequel cast, the, the new generation and their new adventures. If that's where Ryan Johnson goes or the Old Republic stuff that we've heard are coming from um, Weiss and Benioff, the the folks from Game of Thrones. Um, I said, yeah, let's let a couple years go by. So you start up around 20, 2022, and then, and then that gives them a chance to really get Celebration in order that, as I keep pitching, even number years, Celebration in Orlando, odd number years, D23 in Anaheim, and every now and then spring of maybe fall of an even number Every other even number year, you also do a celebration overseas. And then the spring, every other odd year, you do a, a show. Well, they've been doing a D23 in Tokyo like every three years. So well. how long now that, now that we see um, Star Wars has uh, celebration is so huge. You see D23 for G- Disney in general is doing so great. How long until they come up with uh, something for Marvel and actual Marvel? Because Marvel has a, a, yeah. arguably a di- more diverse and a larger line than Star Wars. Yeah. And it's a lot bigger universe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. A dedicated Marvel Comics or Marvel Universe convention. It would be great. It would be great to have, but I don't. I don't know how they would do it, or or if they're if they're going to do it. I don't know if there's a demand for it like there is with the Star Wars Celebration, because Star Wars Celebration originally started to celebrate the launching of the prequels. Yeah, and, and it, it was a, a chance for fans to throw a fan convention originally. Yeah, yeah, it was like with a Lucasfilm. It, it it was a movie premiere type thing for the fans put on by Lucasfilm. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyway, on that note, uh, that's it from us for this week. Until next time. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jets, I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2. Are you stuck up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder?